welcome to episode 37 of Lights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, Mike, I'd say I'm better than most and not as good as some. How about you? Pretty good. You know, as Led Zeppelin saying, I've been dazed and confused for so long. It's not true. Probably a bad Led Zeppelin, but or a Robert Plant, if you will. But uh, I think this could be 37 episodes in. Might be our first Saturday recording. Eh, it could be. Uh, it, We'd have to dive yeah, back into the archives. Yeah, it, you know, if we've done another on a Saturday, it, it hasn't been many. So, no. I'll have, you know, tomorrow I'll be thinking it's Monday all day because we recorded. Um, other than that, I'm fine. Good. Good, good, good. I like your hopped up shirt from Keweenaw yeah, Brewing. Yeah, some guy gave it to me. I don't know who it was. It just must have been just a listener of the pod and wanted yeah. to show support. Got three interesting, no heavy hitters though, real alcohol-wise. I mean, 7.2 is our biggest one, but right. hey, size isn't everything like I tell Liz. <laughs> so uh, uh, speaking of Liz, she was the one who purchased these. She was left a meeting in Lansing, hey, and she stopped Liz. at uh, Horrocks, it's called. Okay. I guess it's pretty, you know, because they're planning, a, my sister wants to go. My mother-in-law wants to go. Your wife wants to go. Liz wants to go, and they're like, "Well, we'll plan a trip." Because in addition to the beer and wine, they got a lot of pretzels and baked goods and oh, popcorns yeah. and olive oils and this and that oh, and the other. Everything yeah. probably one of you know, like a warehouse converted into exactly. Yeah. So I've never been there, but that you know sounds like a uh, nice road trip to find some uh, tasty selections for the pod. But we're gonna lead it off with. A little Mirko Polo IPA from Austin Brothers Brewing Company. Mirko Polo IPA. Actually, it's Austin <laughs> Brothers Beer Company, not brew, not the brewing company, as I butcher that word every single pod. But uh, it has 7.2% alcohol, 50 IBUs, and it has a healthy 4.04 rating on, on tapped. Now, keep in mind, that's only 369 check-ins, because I believe if this isn't their latest brew, it's one of their latest. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is. I think there's a series that they're doing right now, a murky series. Okay, so. Yeah, because um, the one we did, um, oh, Jesus, having a senior moment. The, the Austin Brothers we did last week was part of that series. So, yeah, I'd have to turn it over to episode 36. It was Dad the, Shoes. Yeah, Dad Shoes. Yep. Yep. There's, have, there's not too many Austin Brothers that I do not like. I mean, right. you know, obviously I rate some better than others, but right. there's Correct. not too many that I dislike. So why don't we, without further ado, this is going to be an interesting pour because as I got the cans out of the uh, cooler, I dropped one of them. And as a nice person, I took the one that dropped. Uh, I, 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 I battled okay. it. I battled it. True professional there, Dave. All right. But cheers. Cheers. Oh, citrusy aroma. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sweet almost. Yeah. Yep, it's definitely a New England style. Brewed IPA. with a blend of tropical hops that will make you wish you were in the pool. Which, here at the South Studios, you happen to have one there. I do. Well, but it's not it's not warm enough tonight. It's not like the last couple yeah. Sundays where uh, this is actually perfect for me. Yeah, seventy ish. Yeah, the sun's not beating down, baking your brain. All right, as we sample the uh, Merco Polo, why don't we look back at the week that was in sports? Like I believe it was uh, was it Weathering Heights that starts out? It was no uh. What what novel starts out? It was the best of times. It was the worst of, worst of times. Oh jeez, it's not Weathering Heights. I don't think. I, no, it, it's oh, not. Shit. Oh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Now you're sounding like me. All right. Anyway, we're, we're gonna get back. We'll have to Google that at the break. Yep. As anybody who has educated and literature is screaming at their radio right now, you stupid idiot. It's this. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, start back, you know, let's turn back the clock. We Episode 36 we did on a Sunday, so Monday my Flyers took the ice and were just destroyed by the Islanders, 4 to nothing. 
to fall behind in their series one game to nothing. The Avalanche jump out to a quick 2-0 lead on the Stars in Game 2 to only get shell-shocked and lose 5-2, I believe it was, to fall two games none behind. And then the Lightning beat the uh, Bruins in overtime 4-3 to even that series at 1-1, but probably the... I'm sorry, that was Tuesday. So yeah. Monday it was just the Flyers and the Avalanche and really no baseball to speak of. Tuesday we had the Lightning beating the Bruins 4-3 to in overtime to even that series at 1. And as you'll see later in the week. Well, even get, today too, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, yeah they, they, that got out of hand quickly for the Bruins, as we'll see. But the highlight of Tuesday was uh, Lucas Giolito through the first COVID no-hitter versus the uh, Pirates. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. I the my, the best part about that game was, you could you could hear them the players yelling when they got the the twenty seventh out because obviously no fans there so you could right. really hear the screaming so, and now all of a sudden he's he's a oh he's going to be an ace he struggled this that and the other thing I'm sure I'm sure he'll get shelled in his next outing but hey yeah no hitters a no hitter exactly. Um, then Wednesday. Flyers looking, they look to even the series against the Islanders. And tell me I'm not a jinx. <laughs> it was a matinee game. Yeah. I'm working and finish up work, get home. After one, it's 3 nothing Flyers. All right, cool. And lo and behold, over the next two periods, the Islanders scored three goals, tied up. Flyers challenged the third goal with like two and a half minutes to go in regulation. Yeah. And I really love the NHL rule on coaches' challenges. It's like, all right, you want to challenge it? Because the Flyers were saying that it should have been an offside call. It was yeah. iffy, but I don't think there's clear-cut enough evidence to overturn it. So the call stood. Sure. So it's 3-3 Islanders, and now because the Flyers challenged it, they're assessed a two-minute delay a game penalty. So the Islanders go on the power play with a chance to win it in regulation. Flyers kill that off and then actually ended up winning the game in overtime to take a uh, to tie the series at one. Um, and then later that night, the Lightning just absolutely destroyed the Bruins 7-1 to to take a 2-1 to lead in that series. Uh, the Avalanche beat the Stars 6-4. They blew a 3-1 lead in the third period. Uh, fell behind 4-3 and then ripped off the next three goals to win six right. to, uh, game. They're down 2 none. They're down 2-1. Game four is actually tonight, as is game four of the Flyers. That's actually probably <clears throat> getting ready to face off any minute now. Yeah. Um, and then the, the Yanks drop a doubleheader to the Braves. And the big story of Wednesday, and we'll, cover, we'll discuss this in a little bit, uh, the Reds, Brewers, Mariners, Padres, and Dodgers and Giants did not play. They just they protested. Right. And as a sign of protest, they did not play their games Wednesday. Thursday, more of the same. The NHL, they they postponed their in protest their three games that were scheduled. The Brewers came back to play the Reds on Thursday, but apparently their bats were still protesting because they got beat by the Reds six nothing. <laughs> And there were seven games in the MLB postponed. Friday, again, no NHL because the NHL announced Thursday morning that they would, in, as a sign of protest, they weren't going to play Thursday or Friday. Right. But baseball was back, and the Mets swept a doubleheader from the Yankees to send the Yankees reeling <laughs> to their seventh straight loss. Right. Which, by the way, they did win today. So that that when that losing streak stopped at seven. The only thing I can figure. In addition to the litany of injuries, I think there's a Yankee on the team that listens to this pod and, and said, you know what, L let's make that Peters look like an idiot because he picked us to win the World Series and <laughs> screw him. He's an idiot. And they just started tanking it. But It's oh. kind of like you're, you're part of the, you're <coughs> part of the COVID jinx in, in terms of the teams that were hot in mm -hmm. any league. As soon as COVID hit, became not hot, just like you. I mean, your picks were spot on oh. pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And then, and then COVID hit. We had this yeah. break. Everything cooled off. And then. Yeah, I can't pick the winner of a one-horse race right now. <laughs> um, and then today, like, we got back to the Lightning, beat the Bruins 3-1 to to take a commanding 3-1 to game lead in that series. But 
that gets you caught to, up to date on sports. But my question is, without getting into the reasoning why, because politics and religion are two of the things that we typically don't discuss much on this pod. Right. I don't understand what the one game protest right. did or proved. Like, if you want to protest, right. you know, why not say, you know what, we're done. Season's over. We're out of here. Screw it. This isn't right. We're not playing. We're not going to play again. Yep. Until something has changed. Yep. I. I think it's a. I. I think it's not. It boils down to a, a warning shot across the bow. You know what I mean? Um, like, we we could actually do that. So if, from what I understand from some of the some of the clips and some of the articles is that this is a, a pressure point to try to get the owners, try to get the league, try to get people with more political clout to start talking to politicians or the powers that be that can get some kind of change so that this kind of thing stops happening. So right. I, in a sense of an, an all ending, hey, we're not playing anymore. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many of them could actually, you know, stop the season without getting paid. Right. Well, or, and or if that's part that, of their contract, you that's, know what I mean? That I think you hit the nail on the head there is because if they don't play at all, they don't get paid. But my take on it is if you want to protest, let's say I'm protesting the, the misuse of the widget. People are not using widgets properly. Widgets should be used in this way, and yeah. they're not using the widgets properly. Do I just storm up into my bedroom and salt that the widgets aren't being used properly? Or, like, maybe do I take the field? Because, after all, remember, they didn't walk out on anybody because there's nobody at their games. Right. But a lot of these games are televised. Sure. Well, I'm sure there's, all of them are televised, at least locally. There's contract money you know, in there. So yeah, like, creates problems. You know, I could, I could step up to the plate. With my armband on that says "Use your widget correctly," at you know well, they they wouldn't let you swear, but use your widget correctly. And you know every time I got up to bat, you would see that armband around my 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 forearm that says "You." And then you 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 at home would be watching, saying, "Boy, that boy, that Mike, boy, you know what? I'm gonna start using my widget differently because he's right. You know, I don't use my widget properly. Right. Instead of me just sulking off into my bedroom and. Yeah, stomping my feet and saying they don't use widgets properly. Right. It, it, I mean, or like I say, really drop, really drop a bomb on them. We're done. Yeah. Season's over. There's no champion. There's no World Series champion in COVID. We're done. There's no Stanley. We're not going to hoist the Stanley Cup. We're done. We're out. See ya. Yep. I'm sick of this bubble anyway. I'm out of here. Oh, I I bet some shit would happen if they did right. That. Well, but then somebody <laughs> said, well, geez, we're not going to get paid. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll just take one day off then. Um, cause uh, maybe a weak analogy. I was talking to my buddy fish. I wasn't talking with him. I was actually texting him. It was like, amongst other factors, the United States entered the war, world war two, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, we officially entered the war. According to John Belushi is when the Germans bombed right, Pearl Harbor. Well, right. Germans, yeah. Jeff, whatever. Um, I'm sorry. You were rolling. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but so our response to that was we entered the war. Right. It wasn't, you know, the president didn't get on television and say, today, December 7th? 1941. Yeah, is it the 7th? Yeah, <laughs> December 7th, so. 1941, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. In response to this, no American is allowed to wear a kimono to bed. Thank you. I mean, what kind of response to that would, would that have been? The Japanese would say, well, what yeah. do we care? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, do, don't, yeah. just pull, don't take a night off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shut her down. Yeah. You know, then, then, then your protest has some merit. Yeah, true. Um, hey, before we rate this beer, actually, some, you know, my brother-in-law, Henry, one of his favorite sec- sections, sections, segments is Corrections Corner. Oh, we forgot a corrections corner. We but didn't really, I don't think yeah, we, we did, didn't really did we? For, we didn't really forget it because nobody brought any egregious errors of episode thirty six. Well, to you us. know what? That might deserve That's another, another cheers. Another cheers. Yes. <laughs> God, we're getting good at this. <laughs> or at least I keep telling myself we are. Um, anything else that you notice in the sports world? I noticed there's some golf being played today. 
Yeah, uh, pretty standard. The FedEx Cup Series, uh, for those of you, just really quick, if you don't know what that is, and I'll tell you why it's significant here at the end, but um, players qualify with points based on how they finish throughout the second half after the, after the playoffs are done, but they accumulate points over the course of a calendar year. And then last week's tournament, the Northern Trust in Boston, there were 125 players that made it into the FedEx playoffs. So that got cut down to 70 players this week at the BMW Championships in uh, Olympic Fields Country Club in Illinois. So there's 70 guys playing now. Now today they're playing for a chance to play at the Tour Championship next week in East Lake in, in Georgia. And there will only be 30 players. It'll be the top 30 players playing for the FedEx Cup championship now you're like so fucking what right the prize pool for the fedex championship is 60 million dollars it's a nice chunk of change it's about it's about the revenue of flights football and anything else <laughs> somewhere in that neighborhood so take a stab at what the winner gets 12 million yeah that's a better stab than i would have taken 15 oh all right <laughs> so you know, for three weekends, I mean, it's it's technically all years. You got to qualify to get in. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the best of the best. But for a chance to uh, put fifteen million dollars in your back pocket, now all the while these guys for the Northern Trust and the BMW, they're still making their one point seven, one point five million dollars for winning those tournaments. Um, but yeah, the winner is uh, fifteen million dollars this year, and that person uh, will get their extra large, huge. Um, check uh, at the end of next weekend. But otherwise... Do you, think they, do you think they take those to the bank or is there, like, do, do they write a actual... I'd take it to the bank. I would too and say, like, this is the one I'm cashing. I'd hold it up yeah. like a uh, like a ringside, you know, just walk around the <laughs> bank like a couple a, times, a let girl. everybody know. Sure. Uh, that'd put a target on your back too. But all the names are there. Uh, they're, they're, um, it's one of these tournaments like you, like you would like though, but uh, the course is set up super crazy. Um, it is it is almost literally like putting on glass, so the, I think they're only at even okay. after three three rounds. But Dustin Johnson, uh, Hideki uh, Matsu, I can't even read my own writing. Matsuyama, uh, Mackenzie Hughes, Rory McIlroy, uh, Neiman, John Ram, and Adam Scott. So. Very unusual, though, at this point, too, because all those guys I just mentioned, all from different countries, all representing okay. different countries. So that's the big thing going on today, and obviously the champion of the BMW Championship will be crowned tomorrow. All righty. Want to rate this? Yeah, why don't we? And today is Saturday, August 29th. String of a uh, belated birthday wishes. Oh. 26th. I don't think he listens to it. I know his mother does, but the 26th is Joe Bulo's birthday. Okay. 27th, oh, yeah. my sister Jen's birthday. And 28th is our, our pod corrector, uh, <laughs> Larry Schaff, who now can officially say he's 53. There you go. Even, Larry. Though I, even though I've been saying I'm 53 and I don't turn 53 till September 12th, but I still say I'm 53. So happy belated birthday to all three of them. Say it's your birthday. It's my birthday too, yeah. Alright. That was more of a 16 Candles rendition. Yeah, there was a lot of singing in this episode. We're breaking out the band here. I guess so. Should I go get my guitar again? Yeah, let's do that. Alright. Mirko Polo IPA by Austin Brothers Beer Company. On tap, gave it a 4.04. Very tasty. Enjoyable. I cannot put it in the 4 stratosphere though. I will give it a nice, healthy 3.70 just because it was a tad on the sweet side for me. You couldn't have said it better. I absolutely agree with you on this one. Um, a little sweet. <clears throat> Drinkability is good, but uh, almost a little too sweet or, yeah, or something in there that... And so I'm going to go... I was thinking more in the 3.80 range. Yeah, well. And you were 3.7? Yep, 3.70. 7.0. All right. Good beer. Yeah. But like you said, I don't I don't know if one after the other. I think it almost 
sit in your stomach a little... A little funny. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right, David. Before we get into the second tasting, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief. It was the epic of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. I said withering hype. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> Everybody knows that's A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dixon. Diction? Charles Dickens. <laughs> Charles Dickens. And what's so, I'm so frustrated I can't even pronounce the man's name because that is like one of two or three books that I actually read in high school. Actually, two. The other one was J.D. Salinger's A Catcher in the Rye only because there was cuss words in it. <laughs> so I kept reading to find the next thought. That was, that, cause, and that's why right. that's one of the uh, – Catcher in the Rye is one of the books that has always wanted to be burned because that doesn't have a place in – Oh, yeah, in education you know. or anything But like I did that, read yeah. A Tale of Two Cities, and to say it was Weathering Heights, I'm just – I'm very disappointed. That's all right. At least it won't end up on Corrections Corner. Exactly. We corrected ourselves. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Um, anyway, so for our second tasting, we're going to get off the IPA trail a little bit here, and we're going to go with something from Big Sky Brewing Company in Montana. Infamous Moose Drool. It's a brown ale, 5.1% alcohol, and the infamous NA for IBUs. The untapped crowd brings it in at a, a solid 3.63 rating in 111,000 check-ins. Yeah. So th- a That's lot impressive. of yeah, a lot I'm of people, like, yeah, a lot of people are checking in with the old moose drool. Either a lot of people are going to Big Sky Montana, or their distribution system is par excellence. That could be. Um, so, yeah, so the, the Mirko Polo, we both said it was a little too sweet to be able to drink as we're sitting on the South Studio and there's a hurricane. I think that hurricane from Louisiana. What was it, Laura? Yeah. Yeah, I think Laura's sweeping through the, uh, the South Studios here. All of here. a sudden, I thought, you know, it's getting towards evening. You know, a lot of times the wind dies down. It gets to be really nice, and I'm just wondering what the hell is going on right here. Yeah, I think Laura's coming through the South Studio. So before she hits full throttle... Let's crack the old uh, loose drool. I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for quite some time. I'd play through. Yep, the old dark pour. Yeah, after all, it is a brown ale. And I can almost guarantee in relation to the Mirko Polo, which was too sweet for our palate, this is going to be the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. The, the old... Uh, the chocolate malts. And yep. The, yep. The old... Oh, we forgot the cheers. Oh, well. Are yeah, we... they heard the, they heard the pinging. They, yeah. I, think our, our, I think our audience is smart enough to know what the pinging <laughs> of the glass means. If they're not, we don't need them. Well, yeah, we do, because we, we don't want to get into single digits. Oh, by the way, this is the frustrating thing. I've been looking. I don't know if you got any tweets. We've got some free... Um, Flights football and anything else merch, but we haven't had anybody request it or anybody send us an address to send it to or anything like that unless you've seen something. No, I have not yet. But we, in fairness, we haven't put the contest out, because and that'll be at our the first uh, fantasy football draft of flights football and anything else. Did we say it was attached to a contest? Yeah, I thought it was just. No, no, they send in a lineup. They they'll they'll get the uh, pertinent 2020 paraphernalia. Gotcha. We'll let you guys figure that out. Um, before we get into the rating, we're going to get into this day in sports. And August 29th, 1885. So, once again, I'm going back Way in back. time. Although last week it was 1883, so last week I still think is the oldest this day in sports. Um, on this date, 135 years ago, boxing's first heavyweight title fight with three-ounce gloves and three-minute rounds was fought between John L. Sullivan and Dominic McCaffrey. 
Now, John L. Sullivan, I believe, was a bare knuckle boxer. If I remember correctly. So, at, in 1885, they put three-ounce gloves on him, which really is kind of the, almost the equivalent of bare knuckle boxing when you take into effect that heavyweights in today's boxing wear 12-ounce gloves, um, lower than heavyweights wear 10-ounce gloves, women boxers wear 10-ounce gloves no matter the weight class, and even the MMA, their gloves are four to six ounces. Right. So John L. Sullivan was, was using the old three-ounce gloves, which had to be just almost like the bare knuckle. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the helmets they put on the football players, a piece of leather good over point. top of the... Yep, good point. With no face mask, yep. <laughs> right. That's oh. all, yes, you're up. Oh, I'm up. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, this day in sports, 1925. Babe Ruth, after a night on the town, he shows up to batting practice late, and Miller Huggins suspends Ruth and slaps a $5,000 fine on him. That was that was where the whole babe, you know, yeah. was kind of a night owl, oh, yeah. he, that's, he, womanizer. He did his whole career like that, and... Five thousand dollars in five thousand dollars in nineteen twenty-five. That's a lot that's of money. A, oh yeah, that's a punch to the gut. I'm sure Babe didn't miss it though. The other one, real quick, uh, because we mentioned it last week in nineteen thirty-five, and then in nineteen forty on this date was the second annual and the seventh annual NFL Chicago All Stars versus the, um, or excuse me, the NFL Chicago All Stars game where you have the NFL champion from the previous year playing the incoming rookie class uh, in an all-star game for uh, charity in the Chicago area. Now in 1935 the Bears won 5-0 but they had 77,450 people watching that game and in 1940 the Green Bay Packers they won 45-28 to and they had 84,567 players in that game. Uh, spectators. Soldier, spectators. Uh, not players. Spectators. Yeah, that's, sorry. that's a lot of players. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is all at Soldier Field. Um, oh, oddly enough, my uh, sister would have been two, year, two years, two days old on August 29th, 1964, on Alston Howard night. Mickey Mantle tied the aforementioned Babe Ruth's career strikeout record with his 1,330th whiff. <laughs> so it's not, this is not really a good day for Babe Ruth, or a good date. Well, well I mean, getting your record tied, but we're talking about well, actually, how many that's strikeouts. A, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a dubious record, so he wants Mickey to strike out. So <laughs> like, yeah, know, yeah, he true. wants to get out the boards on that one. Yeah. Well, now that you mention it, though, um, August 29th seems to be a day of records in baseball. All right, and I'm going to go through these pretty quick. Uh, 1965, Willie Mays sets the National League record for home runs in a month with 17 in August. 17 home runs in August. Now, skip ahead to 1977 on this date. Lou Brock eclipses Ty Cobb's 49-year-old career base-stealing record and gets his 893rd stolen base. In 1982 on this date, George Brett hits his 1500th hit. He had his 1500th hit on August 29th, 1982. In 1985, New York Yank Don Baylor is hit by a pitch for a record 190th time. He's gotten hit by a pitch 100, wow. In 1987, Nolan Ryan passes the 200 strikeout barrier for a record 11th time. How about them apples? Yes, and so we got Mantle, Tynum. Yep, uh, Mantle, Mays, Brock, Brett, Baylor, and Ryan. All right, so that's six minus one, actually, because Brett's actually isn't a record. That's a milestone. He just had 1,500 oh, okay. Hits. But that's five. But actually, it is six, Dave. Because yeah. the one record you forgot on August 29th was in 1972 when San Francisco Giant pitcher Jim Barr retired the first 20 hitters he faced. You, and you're like, 
Well, that's not a record, Mike. People have thrown perfect games before. Well, wait a second, Dave. Let me fucking finish. <laughs> Add that to the 21 in a row he retired six days earlier to end the game. Oh, wow. And you got Jim Barr setting a record of 41 straight hitters retired. That's impressive. So that was on August 29th. So there was at least six baseball records broke or tied on August 29th. Pretty cool. Pretty and cool. And we just joined the record brigade with episode 37 of Flight Football and anything else. I mean, it, just as historic. <laughs> In 2012, <laughs> in 2012, Lance Armstrong gets stripped of his seven Tour de France's. It, what do you think about that? On a side, light, uh, side note to that, because, you know, like, they took the banners down of the Fab Five. Sure. Um, they said, you know, uh, other scan, not scandals, but, you know, hey, okay, we're, you didn't win the championship. You cheated, so. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what team was it? Uh, oh, uh, USC with Reggie Bush. Yeah. They didn't. They they forfeited the last game of 2004 and all of the 2005 game. And, and we haven't had a hashtag IG, IDGAF moment in a long time. But kind of along the lines, I'm going to go. No, no. USC of 2005 was like an NFL team, and Duke agrees with me. He does. He he supports yeah. my cause. I know, and he's, he's actually can, quite upset about yeah, it. Yeah, he's upset about it because he cannot believe USC had to vacate. All those victories. So it's just, it's crazy. I, I watched some of the, I mean, I didn't watch all the Tour de France's that um, Lance Armstrong was racing in and won. But I saw that he won. Yeah. And for somebody to come in after the fact and say, oh, you were cheating, so you didn't win those, bullshit. It happened, and he won it. Right. USC had... Oh, Mike, come on. My brain's fried here. And this is spur of the moment, Fish. I couldn't have fact-checked this. I didn't even know we were talking about this because this is Dave's this day in sports. When Texas beat USC with Vince Young, did that stop the four-peat or the three-peat? I know USC had won at least back-to-back. And then they would have yeah. won three in a row had they beat Texas and Vince Young, right? That, they didn't win. I think win. it stopped the three Three P, right. So they had, uh, yeah. Okay, but yeah. So I, I'm not for and like you know. Although the Fab Five technically never won anything, right. But to take their banners down from the wall, you know, because them taking money from that guy didn't make them any better basketball no. players. No, it, it was it against the rules. Yeah, but sure. it had nothing to do with the basketball. Right. So, yeah, so why, why would you say Michigan had to forfeit all those games? Right. Then they, they played them, they won. Well, Life in the Armstrong out. situation, too, I mean, people know, even though they didn't get, even though the even though the riders didn't get caught, people know half the field was doping. Right. Oh, yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's how it, they compete. I mean. That's exactly. I, <laughs> you know, like you said, they should just open the doors. You sign a little contract that says, yep, I know the risks. You exactly. know what I mean? And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to. Take the stuff, or you're not going to take the stuff. We had this argument before, right? Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, and I actually like along those lines. I mean, it might have actually even been in Charles Dickens' The Tale of Two Cities. I think he's. I think he also said, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying hard." <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't say that. <laughs> I think maybe that was Weathering Heights. <laughs> maybe that was. I'm not sure. Who wrote um, Weathering Heights? One of the Bronte sisters? Yeah, I don't know. Could I think have, so. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to run out of beers today, so we're going to turn this into the literary corner. <laughs> Start snapping our fingers. <laughs> okay, last one in 2018, and this one will make you sick. Aaron Rodgers signs NFL record contract extension for four years for $134 million, up to $180 million with bonuses, with a record $103 million of that guaranteed. Boom. That's a nice chunk of change. And then, now, and then Patrick Mahomes this year made that almost a laughable deal. <laughs> right. That was a good this day in sports. There was a, there was yeah, a lot there was going a lot. on. August 29th was, a, was a, like a record-setting day. That was a good day. Um, real quick, though, I wanted to try something, a segment that we will try today called Mike's World. So, Mike, here's what we're going to do. 
I'm going to read off some of the events that have taken place uh, over the last couple weeks in college football in particular. You're going to give me a one word or one small compact phrase that describes your first thought when you hear what I read, okay? You good? I'm good. Okay, so Friday, August 28th, citing a few more positive tests, Tennessee football coach Jeremy Pruitt has canceled football practice for the time being until everyone on the team is tested again. Adhering to the policy and just sucking up to the protocol. East Carolina's game against Marshall scheduled for September 12th in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium has been postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic. ECU announced Thursday the Pirates and Thundering Herd hope to reschedule later in 2020. Okay. Um, uh, a group of Big Ten football parent associations uh, yep, on Wednesday sent an open letter demanding information around the league's decision to postpone the fall football season and a structured discussion with first-year commissioner Kevin Warren. Waste of time. Thought, thought is, and I get where they're going, but waste of time. Move along. Not going to do any good. Um, okay. Notre Dame announced it will play South Florida on September 19th as its lone non-conference game of football season. The Fighting Irish will play as a member of the Atlantic Coast Conference this season, a move made in response to the coronavirus pandemic altering schedules of Power 5 conferences. Uh, no comment. I, that, geez, I'm surprised they didn't hear that. Kansas State, uh, despite seven positive tests, Kansas State football team will continue to practice in anticipation of the team's opening games again or opening game excuse me against Arkansas State on September 12th. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, okay, Texas Tech to keep practicing despite 21 positives. Texas Tech on Tuesday reported 21 active cases of COVID-19 within its football program but will continue to practice without those who have been placed in self-isolation to prevent further spread of the virus. Problem solved. Mask mandatory to Oklahoma. Masks will be required on Oklahoma's campus on football game days, and tailgating will be prohibited during the football season in response to COVID-19 pandemic. Well, that's bullshit. No tailgating, no football. Monday, August 24th, NC State has paused all athletic-related activities after identifying 27 positive cases within the athletic department, uh, the school announced on Monday. Pussy, see Kansas State. <laughs> Saban wants to play for players' sake. Alabama coach Nick Saban on Monday pushed back against the idea that money is the preliminary is the excuse me is the primary motivating factor for attempting to put on a college football season during the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, no shit. <laughs> Even if you saw the soundbite, the video, uh, compliments of ESPN, or at least that's part of it's on ESPN, or they they hosted it. Uh, what did Nick Saban have front and center? right up high on the podium with the label facing all of the um, all of the uh, sports writers. A high-paying sponsor. <laughs> a very high-paying sponsor. But we're not doing it for the money. That's right. <laughs> for those of you that want to look that one up, it's hilarious. And that's that's this day in Mike's world. Well, it was that Kansas segment? State that I wanted them to follow, right? The one Because NC States are the pussies that shut it down, and, can, <laughs> and Kansas State is just going to... See Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah, very good. That was that was very witty. You want to rate this beer? Let's do it. You're right. first. Okay. Um, this has got very high drinkability, um, just like it says uh, in Untapped. Uh, the the flavors are there, but they're not overpowering. Um, not a very high bitterness. You know, if you're a brown ale, um, or if you're sort of a porter, or a, um, or a uh, um, oh god. Porter and a come on, Mike, stout. help me. Stout person, thank you. You know, and you you like those flavors, but not the high bitterness. This is the beer for you. So I like Moose Drool quite a bit. I'm gonna put it at a 3.95. All right, I didn't like it that much, and you hit the nail on the head with the porter taste. Very drinkable, but like I tell the listeners all the time, I actually liked it a little bit better than uh, Mirko Polo. And I rated Mirko Polo as 3.7. So I'm going to give Moose Drool 
a 3.71. Not substantially better, but like it, you know. Just signifying you liked it yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. Than... Thank you very much. Well said. All right, Dave. For the third and final selection of episode 37, we have something called Sports Television from Central State Brewing Company in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is funny as an Indianapolis or an Indiana selection because tomorrow Liz and I are taking Nick and we're driving to I believe Purdue's in West Lafayette, Indiana. I believe so. And we're doing a self-guided tour. I mean, not nice. going to see much, you know, in the COVID state, but sure. he wants to take a look at the campus, so we're going to drive down there and leave early in the morning, head down there. So right. it's ironic that our last selection is an Indiana brew. And before we crack this open, I don't know if you looked at the can much. No. But it's almost one of those, you know how, like, the pictures that you see – do you see two women kissing, or do you see an old woman? Oh, God, what are they? Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're yeah. called, but anyway, if you look at this, it almost looks like an animal's head on the one side, but then if you look at it the other way, you can clearly see a football in there because you see the stripes. But, like, right above the sports, it looks like it's a wolf's head charging. Yeah. Oh, I see the football. Yeah, yep. and then but and if then, you if you spin it a little bit, it looks like like a, a dog, a wolf, a pig, even you know something running forward. So it's one of those photos where it's like if you look at it this way, it's this. If you look at it that way, it's that. So it's actually a pretty cool can design. So I'm sure if we had some other yeah yeah <laughs> if we had some other funny business here, I'm sure that picture would be clear it would, as day. It would be popping out in, in 3D aspect. Um, <laughs> The particulars of this one are, is a 6.3 alcohol by volume and our second infamous NA on the IBUs. Untapped rating is 3.86 with almost 3,500 check-ins. And 3,500 is about a norm. For, Seems to be yeah. standard on uh, untapped, yeah. All right. Same color as the Mirko yep. Polo. Well, they market this as a New England IPA, so it's got kind of that tropical haze. Yeah, it's the it's the India Pale Ale with Citra, Simcoe, and Cascade hops. Cheers. Cheers. Very similar to our first one. Nowhere near as sweet though. Nope. There's a little tart. There's a little, a little more bitter, tartness. A little bitterness to it. Than to than the first one. Um, yep. Agreed. Hey, I don't know. Uh, um, did you notice? And it, I, I don't think either one of us will have the answer to this question. But before we get to the random question, did you notice today? Flicked it on ESPN, waiting for the hockey game to get um, through their second intermission. Yep. And on ESPN, there was. I think a, I know team, a, a team from Texas and a team from Tennessee. And my initial reaction, because I didn't see live in the upper left or the upper right-hand corner of the screen. So I'm like, oh, okay, this must be tape delay because that's what sports does these days. Right. Just, you know, replay a lot of stuff because not everything is in action. And then they pan the crowd, and a number of the people in the crowd have masks on. And I'm like, is this live? <laughs> so... You know, I click the info, and it's, you know, the high, high school challenge, whatever, blah, 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 whatever it was called, 2020. So I'm like, well, I'll be it. Like, a team from Texas. High school team. A high school team from Texas. My guess is they didn't drive to Tennessee. Right. You know, <laughs> they, you know they got in a plane and flew to Tennessee. Probably. And they're playing a high school football game with fans in the stands, and – when they panned, you know, yes, some of them had masks on, some of them didn't. Some of them had the the very effective wearing just underneath the chin. <laughs> you know, you, you can tell, and they were cheering for their, you know, right. obviously their parents or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't a capacity crowd, but you know, there was no social distancing. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like that's weird that the coronavirus knows. Well, this game's in Tennessee. These high school football players are fine. I think that was a hawk that just flew overhead. It was. But you know what? There's no way Maryland 
Breckenridge can play in Michigan. There's just no way it can happen. <laughs> so, and that's the most frustrating thing of this year. That this is 2020 in a nutshell. It's like, how do you differentiate? Because the coronavirus is the coronavirus, and yet kids from Texas are boarding a plane, flying to Tennessee and playing a high school football game against kids from Tennessee, yet Freeland and Swan Valley, Frankenmuth and Millington, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is it ex- No, it's et cetera, ETC. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Don't overanalyze it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 but, it, you know, when I get frustrated, I get real right. analytical on myself. But it's like. Well, it's not even like the, what the meme. Gives? Yeah, well, the meme. Um, I took a picture of it. The popular meme around here is the uh, the Seinfeld soup Nazi in the background with the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, the Lower Peninsula of Michigan, Ohio and Indiana in the foreground, right? Right. And it's got the states that are playing football are in blue. So the Upper Peninsula is in blue. Northern Lower Peninsula is in blue. And right about halfway through Michigan is in red down to the southern state border, down to Indiana and Ohio, right? Right. And Ohio and Indiana are in blue. So basically when you look at it, and then in the red part it says, no sports for you. Uh, You know, so (laughs) it's like, yeah, the Upper Peninsula, Upper Northern Michigan, yeah, you're good to go. Indiana, yeah, we're going to play sports. Ohio, we're going to play sports. But this little band right through the center of Michigan, like, nope, you can't play. And and so is that medicinal or political? Well, it's political from the standpoint of they say that the numbers, you know, from the medical community say that there's too many people with COVID and – you know, there's potential for, you know, too many people getting really, really sick or really, really, you know, or or they're going to die. Yeah. Well, um, and so they're just trying to keep people safe. On that standpoint. So that little red band on your little map there is the only place in the country that cares about people being Well, not in the country. No, no, no. I'm just saying in this region, you know, in in that area. So, But it's a whole... ESPN on all of their channels all day today had high school football games. Yeah. From not just in Tennessee, from all over the place. Right. But none of them in Michigan. Well, and, and you know, and I'm not going to argue back and forth whether, you know, whoever. Is, is some of this politically driven? If you say no, you're not paying attention. Right. You're an idiot. Okay. Um, I'm going to say of 80%. It, <laughs> What's that? I'm going to say 80%, 80% minimum. Yeah, well, I might. I'm definitely 50%, for sure 50%. But uh, but this is, uh, yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't get it. It's the same thing. You know, like if you look out there online, you got uh, in places in Michigan, you got schools having gym class, right? You could put 30, 40 kids yep. in, a, in a gym and have gym class, although they have to wear a mask. Um, and they prefer people to do things outside, um, but they're going to go inside at some point. But yet, volleyball, you can't have, you know, 24 volleyball players, 12 from each school. We, we can't right. play volleyball. How much sense does that make? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It yeah, doesn't make any sense at all. Norwegian countries are allowing their sex workers two positions. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's got to be a little give and take here. You know. <laughs> But, I don't uh, really want to diss nobody. You might think I had a little too much Bacardi, but that's not the problem. The problem's is that how bad can a girl's reputation get? That's throw back. I told you this wow, was a singing this episode. Is the, yes, it is, and this is obviously. And that was probably my best rendition. I, I butchered days and confused by Led Zeppelin, <laughs> but did, I nailed that one. You did nail that one. But, uh, yeah, this is obviously the third segment. And um, so, yeah, it just – it. it I don't know, Mike. I, I, I've stopped guessing on trying to figure out, like, if, you know, if people are actually trying to do this based on common sense and logic or if there's other things at play, and obviously there are other things at play. All right. Well, anyway, enough of that. we got to get to the random question. All right. Let's. I proposed one similar, but this is going to be similar but different. And I listen to a lot of different podcasts as I drive. And one of them that I listen to is Dateline. 
and it's just it, what it is is the television show that you see on TV, and they just convert it to a podcast format. Sure. So you you know, um, and these six people were convicted, spent eighteen years in prison, and they were innocent. And eighteen years later, they were found innocent. It was acquitted, so then they sued the state, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, long story short, all six of them were awarded $12 million apiece. Now, but they were incarcerated for 18 years. Yeah. So Wrongly. Right. Apparently. So then that's why they got $12 million. So sure. that's a nice chunk of change, but 18 years is 18 years. So I got this thing, and I said, well... we I've, I've given you a, what would you do for a million dollars? And I think it was like three things you could do. So uh, this is going to be along the same lines, but it's going to be different. $1 million. Yeah. You have three options. Mm-hmm. Option number one, for five months, you're incarcerated, and there's going to be basically torture. N- nothing to the, that's going to kill you, <laughs> but like what I mean by torture is like at two in the morning, all of a sudden, the brightest, most rapid strobe light's going to go off in your room slash cell. Sure. Uh, you're going to wake up to music or jet engine noises at not Random. nothing that's going to pop your eardrums, but just enough to like yeah push you on the brink. You know, there may be some lashings involved, <laughs> okay. but nothing like a misery where she puts the, the brick between yeah. James Conn's oh, leg God, and just no, hits no, that no, ankle. No, 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 no. Nothing, stop, stop. nothing like that. Okay. But so, but it's going to be prison life, and that's for. Five months. Okay. Option number two. Right. For three days. Yeah. Three meals. More breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Is going to be some, some of the most absurd delicacies okay. on the planet. And when I say delicacies, I'm talking like dog shit. Oh, that's not roadkill. Yeah. Um a sample from the uh, uh, Kentucky horse farm. Yeah. You know the the breeding thing. If you know, so you can you can picture what that sample is. Nothing that's going to kill you, but you have to eat it and you have to keep it down. That's three days, nine meals. Are you sure that won't kill me? There's yes. nothing in there that won't kill, like a bacteria yes. or. A well, we don't know, but that that's right. <laughs> but it's this is for one million dollars. Okay. So you have the five month torturous prison sentence. Yeah. The th- nine meals, three days of. What yeah. I just described. Right. And your third choice. Okay. One year in an isolated area. Right. Away from all civilization, you have, a, let's say, a 450 square foot dwelling. Okay. Yeah. Your only luxury is going to be indoor plumbing, so you, you, you can sure. you know, get rid of your own waste. Right. And then your outside is going to be smaller than the backyard of the North Studio. Okay. No electricity. Right. You know, you can't you can't mail things to people. You can't um, telephone right. anybody. No calls. Anything. And you you have a 1985 copy of Playboy. <laughs> A 2006 <laughs> issue of the Wall Street Journal, right? And the aforementioned Wuthering Heights. Yeah. That is, your, those are your three. You're supplied with food for nine months. You're oh. there a year, so you you sure. got to do it. You got to ration it to stretch it out, right? But you're there all by yourself, and you cannot leave that area. That area for one, for year. one year, right? Which of those three scenarios do you choose and why? That is a no-brainer. I go the one-year isolated activity for $1 million. Oh, I'm, I'm excellent at talking to myself. I could do that yeah. for a year easy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 just, I, don't, I couldn't. Obviously, I'm not. I won't but even, I can go outside, right? Just in that little 500 square foot. And there's nothing around you. Right. I mean, no. I mean it's. Yeah, you yes, you can go outside, but you cannot go outside the like you can't walk into town or you can't go exploring nature. Right, right. You're no, just, I'm in, just that, in that area yeah. for um yeah, I would probably it would it would be between the the jail cell for 5 months and and the 1 year in isolation. Um I don't know. I've never been isolated really for more than 
you know, a few days. Yeah, so now you're talking 362 yeah. more days. Yeah, I don't... I. It seems to me that the, the isolation would be the choice I would make. I, I'm going to have to go, what did I say, four months or five months? Five. I'm going to have to go with the five months of the, and just get my million dollars seven months quicker. Obviously, I'm not going to choose the first one because I won't even eat fish because I don't like the texture in my mouth. <laughs> so there, there's no way I'm taking a, uh, a, a, uh, right, a shot of uh, ah. horse semen oh, as, my, as my daily protein. Oh, There's no way I'm doing that. So that one's out. Even though, if you think about it, nine day, three days, nine meals, boom, you got a million bucks. Oh, yeah, it'd be quick. That's I don't yeah, know. That's I don't know. No, but I, I don't think I could do the full year. I think you would. I think mentally, it would just get yeah. to you. Now, because then we're about like seven months in. Could you still get the million bucks if you puked up whatever you ate? No, you have to keep it down. Oh, there's no way in hell. Well, yeah, that one. I don't like that option either. I'm going for the one. It's like you know what? I'll go Denzel Washington in the movie Glory, and you know, take a couple, you know, little Chinese water water torture. Wake up to just you know, a roaring jet engine sound blasted into my cell, and. But I, I, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my yeah million dollars seven, seven months, months before earlier. before yeah. you are yeah and I just don't think I mean like you said yeah the first three or four days you're probably like oh wow this is peaceful <laughs> and maybe even 10 12 days right but 56 days 68 days. 74 days. I mean, by the 74th day, you know that Playboy is going to be stuck together. So (laughs) you ain't watching that and you ain't reading that anymore. uh, Yeah, by by the 125th day, I'm probably going, yeah, Wapner. When's Wapner on? Right, that's what I'm saying. uh, So that's what I think that year all by yourself would be extremely difficult. And that's why I'm going with the because at least you have interaction. Yeah, a Chinese water torture or somebody, you know, taking a strap to your back. Or a full metal jacket, the soap in the sock. Right. Yeah. But at least there's a human interaction, and you know, hey, yeah. you know, one more Thank month. Thank you, sir. May I have another. One, one Thank more you, sir. Yeah, may I have that, another. That, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the old animal house, and I like that. Yeah, that, so yeah. All right, bend over. <laughs> you know, so I'm going that route. Yeah. So. Well, you're a glutton for punishment. Right, so. but I think, I actually think your million's <laughs> not going to be as rewarding as my million, because you're going to be just so... I think if God, I think after seven months, I don't even. I, I would probably just end it, because that. I mean, that would be nothing. Well, yeah, because you couldn't get the pages apart. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It'd be like, well, and there's no way I'm reading Weathering Heights, so, so I would throw that away. Maybe, maybe those would get stuck together first. I doubt it. Well, as you're, why as you're looking at the Playboy, you get rid of your Weathering Heights. All right. As this is taking a turn for the worse, let's turn it around for the better. Are we going to rate this? Yes, we are. All right. All right, back to me going first. 370, 371. And this sports television easily is the winner, is the uh, home run of the night, if you will. Grab one more drink here. Maybe because, you know, this many beers deep, I'm going to be a little loose with my four point. I'm going, right. to go, I'm going to go sports television, a flat 4.00. 4.00. There's something in this, and I'm not sure if it's one of the hops that they... Um, it's probably the Simcoe. Maybe. I don't... I would actually prefer the Austin Brothers to this, and I rated the Austin Brothers a 3.80. So it's, it's a close second to that. Uh, I'm gonna go 3.75. So you, so there's just rule, some, there's just something. Fi- it's like you said, it's a little more bitter. There's a little more, I and I, there's, a, like almost it's so. But tart. you, but you like moose rule better than this. Yes, oh, I okay. it just in in a lot of times, as the listeners know, you know, as far as drinkability, I would have, I can see myself having several. Like if you're somewhere and you know, I brought a six of moose rule. Or somebody like you, like the analogy you usually give, you know, if someone says, hey, I got, you know, a moose drool after I got this, this, and this, I could see myself, you know, picking up another moose drool. 
before that. So, but yeah, so 3.75. Fair enough. And likewise, I could see myself with sports television having four or five of those till I all of a sudden, <laughs> as, as you look over, you say, Mike, wake up, Mike, wake up. So I, I, I actually like this. This is very good. It, it, it is good. It's I mean, sports in, television. you know, a 3.75 is oh, no, a really yeah. good rating from if you're, we're going zero to five. 2.5 is eh. We like, don't get many two-point ratings. We don't. Not anymore. Uh, what I, of, hey, listeners out there, find us a clunker. We long for Hazel's nuts in her mouth. <laughs> but uh, but well, anyway, Dave. Yeah, are you there? Yes, sir. That's what she said. <laughs> um, as I look down into the Keweenaw Brewing Glass... As I'm wearing my Keweenaw Brewing shirt, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>